Victor's downstairs. Kumite Express leaves in five minutes. Hi everyone, welcome to the test run episode of Cage, the Nicholas Cage Experiment. I'm Dan. I'm Alex Smith. I'm Ryan. And Alex Nissen. So this is the first uh, test run episode of our podcast in which we are going to watch Nicolas Cage films and talk about them. Uh, but today we're not watching a Nicolas Cage film. We're watching a movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme called Bloodsport from 1988. Have you guys heard anything about this about this before? Um, I believe it's it's a mo- it's a sports movie, um, but a very violent one. That's my understanding. Featuring lots of blood. You get as much blood as you can into the sport. Whoever gets the most wins. But no, there's that one gif that I've seen of Jean-Claude Van Damme freaking out, like his mouth open and his muscles ripped. And... Now, is this a vampire movie or not? <laughs> no. This is, I, actually, I actually saw this movie when I was a kid um, a long, long time ago, but all I remember from this movie is that there's a scene where Jean-Claude Van Damme is like, he's entering some like Mai Tai contest in... Muay Thai. What is it? Mai, Mai Thai. Mai Thai. <laughs> I was going to say Mai Thai the drink. Muay that sounds like a good Muay contest Thai. to be in. <laughs> that would be a very different different movie. I don't know why it's called Bloodsport if that's the case. What, uh, what, how do you pronounce it? Mai, Muay, Muay Thai. Muay Thai? Muay Thai? It's the martial art, right? Yeah, the martial art. Muay Thai? I think so, yeah. Okay, Muay Thai. So he goes to a Muay Thai... We're probably saying this so wrong. When he goes to a Muay yeah. Thai... Uh, Competition and there's this one Asian dude and he's like the final boss and he's like super ripped. Um, and all I remember is that there's that montage scene where he's training to get like strong enough to fight this guy, and he uh, he's just kicking this bamboo tree with his shins over and over again, and um, he ends up like kicking it completely in half and that's all that I remember from the film. I don't know anything other than that. I've seen a YouTube video of a guy actually doing that in real life, just kicking a tree over and over again until it falls over. I like. I would like to imagine that Jean-Claude Van Damme actually did it for reels in the movie. Probably did. That guy's got some pretty beefy legs. So the plot line from IMDb, there's um, it's four different ones, and I'm going to go with the one written by RCS0411 at Yahoo. It sounds reliable. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's Frank Ducks has spent most of his life being trained by Tanaka to participate in the Kumite, or Kum, Kum, uh, Kumite, the ultimate martial arts tournament where participants are seriously injured even killed. Oh, so it's like Mortal Kombat then. Oh, even better. Uh, Frank decides to go despite being told by his superiors in the army that he can't because they need him. <laughs> two, ar- two army officers are sent to get him and the trail leads to Hong Kong, but Frank eludes them. While Frank advances, he knows, he knows that he may have to face Chong Li, the defending champion who has killed a few participants. Probably the, sis- the brother of Chun Li. Mortal Kombat so there's a tie in there yeah there you go hey there we go prequel to Mortal Kombat so yeah it's like a prequel they're both in the same universe maybe Sub-Zero will make a guest appearance I'll, honestly I'm going to be disappointed what if Jean-Claude Van Damme becomes Sub-Zero <laughs> oh origin story oh wait but wasn't Jean-Claude Van Damme in the Street Fighter movie yeah Didn't he play Guile? Guile he played Guile yeah, yeah. that's right oh, it's all coming together well, what about... Uh, it's a government the, conspiracy. What's, what's the name of the one asshole dude from, um, from the Mortal Kombat movies? The, the, the movie star, who's also... Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. There you go, Johnny Cage. So, yeah, Tying it right back into Nicolas Cage. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. so, so that's full circle. how it fits. Um, so, yeah, so that's basically what the movie's about. Um, I'm expecting, basically, to see lots of 
flexing Jean-Claude Van Damme with <laughs> his shirt on. muscles. And I think it takes place, oh, they said Hong Kong, so you know there's going to be a bunch of sweaty dudes uh, with nine, their shirts off. Okay, yeah, so it was made in 1988, so classic late 80s, early 90s action kung fu. Just straight martial action. arts. I expect lots of fighting with a thin veneer of story and plot. That doesn't really matter. And a liberal sprinkling of homoeroticism. Yeah. What I what I really hope happens because of because of this plotline from RCS zero four one one at yahoo.com, I sincerely hope that they never explain why the army needs him. <laughs> I just really like having you here. So if you couldn't go, that would be great. We need you. Why? Well, I mean, I don't know. Just like you know, I was saying. No one else knows how to change the water cooler jug like you can, and you're kind of you're a nice guy, and I, I'm gonna miss him. I also really hope that they never touch on the fact of why this dude from where is John Claude Van Damme from? Brussels. Like France Belgium, or I think. No, he's Belgium. Isn't yeah. he the muscles from Brussels? <laughs> Brussels is Belgium. Yeah, that's him though, right? Isn't that muscles from Brussels? So. Van Damme. Okay. Uh, so I also hope why. I, I also hope that they never explain why a Belgian dude is in the U.S. Army <laughs> and why they need him so so badly. Because of the Cold War, obviously. In case they need waffles. It's like their ambassador. So let's see who else is in this one. Let's see. There's Bloodsport. Right? This is from 1988. We've already... Oh, it's 6.8 out of 10 stars. It's not bad for an 80s movie. <laughs> from 47,000 users. Oh, wow. That's a lot of reviews. All right, so let's see who all is in this. Um... Oh, Forrest uh, Whitaker's in this, actually. Okay. So, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so, let's see here. So, it's just Jean-Claude Van Damme and Donald Gibb, who plays Ray Jackson. I feel like I've seen him in something before, too. He looks like a wrestler. I think he is a wrestler. Big biker dude with a goatee and beard. Since I'll tie it up. Alright, so now we're gonna watch it and then come back with a report. Let's watch. Let's watch Movie. the sport of blood. Alright, so we're back from watching Blood Sport with John Claude Van Damme. That was the very, very rare Bloodsport soundtrack, Fight to Survive. Very inspirational music. I, I think that's got to be the new theme for my, for my life right there. If that's, cool. if that's not your new cool. workout song, cool. then I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your Put life. Put some leg warmers on and do some flash dance. No, as, as in the movie, you need to get Harley Davidson headbands and put them around your, knee. around your knees. Because that's the signal of power. So the movie did contain um, a sport, one only one, uh, mm-hmm. fighting, I guess, there was is pre- a sport. I was hoping that there'd be like football or basketball, maybe, blood basketball. Maybe a little hockey. Would Hockey's already a blood sport, so that would make perfect sense. Well, I here's here's the thing. It's called blood sport, but for, like how many of those are legit martial arts? Especially the one... I can't help but think that the guy rolling around uh, on the floor like he's a monkey who also happens to be black, which is incredibly racist, is there, an actual fighting There style. was a couple uh-huh. weird things that was like, is this, so, is this okay? We had the monkey man black fighter guy 
And then you had the uh, Saudi Arabian Rape Squad. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Let's not forget them. Yeah. Well, wait, should we just backtrack and start from the beginning and work our way towards yeah. the end? Yeah, that's a good idea. All right, so... Um, well, first, just some, just some quick actual facts about the movie. I, I, when I first read the synopsis, I said that it was Frank Ducks, which I was corrected of in the movie. Dukes. It is Frank Dukes, like put your dukes up. Yeah. As the Asian man with Vince. the mullet, Vince. Is that his name? Vince. Vince. As he, he's Vince the uh, like the um, what are they called? Uh, the hand. He's like his handler. His handler. Hong yeah. Kong. His Hong Kong handler. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So um, just some quick facts about the movie. Uh, it is it is Frank Dukes, and it is based partially on a true story. I guess Frank Dukes is a real guy, and uh, at the end of the film, they put up some some uh, stats about him, which Smith. Uh, Contends. I I dispute that he knocked out fifty nine people consecutively in one tournament. That seems a bit absurd. Um, so Fr- Frank Dukes' actual fighting style was is is ninjutsu is what he listed as. What was it Dukes Ryu? Dukes Dukes Ryu? Yeah, yeah, Dukes Ryu, something like that. Ninjutsu yeah. and I guess that's his own <laughs> his own mix, his yeah. own hybrid mix. Um, so. Yeah, the Wikipedia R uh, entry states that it's partly fiction and partly based on the claims made by uh, Frank Dukes. So this movie was only a million five hundred thousand to make, which is clearly evident in the movie. <laughs> um, but it, but it went up to a gross almost twelve million, so it's pretty good. Well, I mean, this is in nineteen eighty eight, so there's inflation to be had. Yeah, I think like a car was like a hundred dollars back then. <laughs> I think that's how. <laughs> so we're we're working on. So a this movie made a lot of money then. <laughs> yeah, slightly money. different scale. Uh, and also, just 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 so you guys are aware, uh, John Claude Van Damme got. Um, he was celebrated for his physical feats in the movie, such as his helicopter style jump spinning heel kicks and a complete split. Mm. Yeah, they did not, like 400 did many times. splits yeah. many splits many roundhouse kicks so first of all let's talk about his um, army career which is never clearly defined what his role yeah. is they just say they spent a lot of money on him and Uncle Sam can't let you get hurt <laughs> is he like a super soldier is he like a spy what is so important about John maybe, Clive Van Damme maybe it's, this is actually the prequel to Universal Soldier and that's why the army can't afford to let him go yeah it's going it's to like their, their it's, experiments it's classified <laughs> yeah um yeah, they never really clearly indicate why they need him so badly. They just need him. And he's, and he's about to go on furlough, and they like <laughs> just decide that he can't go to Hong, Kong. to Hong Kong on his furlough and try to stop him well, I guess pretty their, pathetically. Their main concern was just they didn't want him to die or get really badly injured. Well, Uncle Sam can't let you get hurt. <laughs> well, the best part was the, uh, the whole escape scene where he is practicing his kicks in the gym... And the lieutenant walks up and he goes, you can't go. And he goes, Bitch, hold on. Please. He looks so annoyed by him. But he, uh, yeah, he ends up going to, take, going to uh, take a shower and then does the old, I'll just slip out the back escape routine. It's like, he was just there one minute and then he wasn't. Um, yeah, then, and then leading from there, it goes to uh, when he goes to visit his old master, which they don't explain at first. So it's just him showing up at some Asian lady's house. And then he has, like, this 20-minute flashback telling how he knows the guy. They, they probably could have just started with that, like, chronologically, instead of having it... Yeah. Re- it, it like, seriously, it was at least 20 minutes flashback. It's like, why don't you just start there, and then we'll understand everything. And it's like, flashbacks are supposed to be, like, you know, a short 
a brief trip back in time to kind of clear up some things or to you know point out some okay. some plot points. But this is just like why this is just a, another story. Like, we just yeah. just start there. Just start a, as a kid. It seemed a little out of place. <laughs> well, you know, the movie tried to shoehorn as many montages in as possible. There were a lot of montages. I, there were six montages. Fun <laughs> fact about this movie. And some of them are quite long. My favorite was the beginning blindfold torture training montage. Right. Yeah, so apparently good. the way to become a super ninjutsu warrior is to let an old <laughs> Asian man basically draw and quarter you to a tree <laughs> and then break out using sheer split st- powers. Split the power strength. of your groin muscles. But it's interesting and, how and then, oh, well, and, it's interesting how he got into that. By trying to steal his sword. Oh yeah, let's talk about let's talk about him as a kid. So we do a flashback of him as a kid just randomly breaking into people's houses to steal swords and other various things, and um, whilst wearing San Francisco Giants hats and New York Giants jerseys, I, yes. he just likes Giants. I, I, I'm guessing whoever put this movie together didn't uh, understand that did not understand that those are completely separate teams. <laughs> Um, no, I think I think besides of a giant country. No, I think you guys are wrong here. I think what they were trying to portray was is that he's from he's obviously he's from, from out of the country, so and he doesn't understand. He's like number one American kid. Woo, oh, yeah. Giants, Giants. And he did have a pretty heavy so, accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Then it goes from uh, Mr. Master Tanaka's. Is that his name? T- uh, yeah, Tanaka, Tanaka, right? Tanaka. Yeah, Master Tanaka. Uh, his son runs in and then kicks. Uh, just young Frank Duck for Frank Dukes in the it was in the nuts it might have been the stomach it was, the stomach. It was, pretty, it was very low stomach or nuts somewhere around <laughs> one of those and then it translates into um, I think you took the notes on it about the uh, how training your, oh, your children yeah. so so <laughs> Tanaka goes to Duck's parents Dukes' parents to explain uh, he, that he wants to train their child and he explains it as they are they are uh, wine growers that like wine, children need training, which is a motto I think we all can can understand and, and yeah. implement into and our own lives. Every, it's everyone, a motto to live by, really, is yeah, what it is. Everyone understands the harshness in training wine. Yeah, I mean, wine is notorious for the amount of training that goes into it. <laughs> and it's stubbornness and just, you know, yeah. irascibility. Um, and then also during the, during the, the uh, training scene, we later find out that uh, Master uh, Tanaka's son dies. Somehow. In a war, unexplained which war. Was it the war? Was he it a war? War is terrible or something. Well, you know, he went on because he, he lost his first family at Hiroshima. Yeah. Which they touched on and then just kind of glossed over that. He's um, <laughs> like, eh, no big deal. So he replaced it with a new so, family. So clearly the thing to do after losing your family in Hiroshima is move to America. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, yeah, there you know you won't be nuked because yeah. they have all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's also that uh, plotline where he was talking about... Um, when he, after his real son dies, how he talks about he can no longer train <laughs> Frank, and he goes, the entire reason why he can't train him anymore is because he goes, you were not Tanaka, you were not Japanese, to which Frank responds with, you taught me to never use the same type of martial arts, to be fluid and to use all of them. I don't know how that relates. Or but you seem pretty convinced by that <laughs> argument, so they start their training, including the rope torture. I didn't think of that. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then also during that scene where they were where, where they were talking about that, you notice for the first time that Jean Claude Van Damme sweats in like almost every, every scene. It doesn't matter scene. what he's doing; he's always sweating. Yeah. <laughs> Constant pour. Of sweat. I think I think it's uh, he was, w- w- this was his breakout role, right? Yeah, they yeah. said it was his yeah. first starting so breakout. So I imagine he was fairly nervous <laughs> the whole time. 
Well, um, I, wonder, I wonder how much of it is the oil that they clearly rub oh, on right. his body before oh. every scene. Yeah, but it was all in his, like, hairline and, like, his eyebrows. Like, yeah. So it's, like, that was, like, flop sweat. So, like, they wiped away, but you can't really get it out of, like, yeah. your hairline. Yeah, he's, like, shiny and wet, like, throughout <laughs> the entire movie. Like any good martial arts movie, you have to have ripped, oily dudes. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was some good scenes for the ladies. You got to see uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme put on a thong. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was half great. of his butt. Yeah, half of a John Claude Van Damme butt. He and, also uh, he also turned for a second when he was putting his pants on, and before he happened to position the pant leg in front of his crotch, you also got to see his gigantic bulge. <laughs> so there was that for all of you ladies out there. I'm glad that you notated that, Dan. <laughs> Did you draw like a little picture to go along with it? I actually what I put was just lots of sexual tension, but it reminded me when you said yeah, about surprisingly the, uh, no the boobs, thong though. scene. No, there was actually only one. I think only one woman actually had lines in this movie, and that was the reporter. Well, yeah. no, the the, 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 the Asian, old lady say something. Yeah, yeah. Too? She, I think she, she like stared. No, because grinning. Remember at them the, the, the whole agents time. go and ask her. If she knows that Duke's uh, going to talk. She's like, like oh, I, don't I don't know. know. He's yeah. dying, and then it mentions that his her husband's dying. Like, we don't give a shit. Right. So so basically, f- from like what the movie is 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 uh, Frank is getting ready to go on furlough, and he. Um, takes off to Hong Kong and they try to stop him for some reason because he's needed by Uncle Sam. And uh, he gets there and then he starts... Um, he meets Big Jackson. Yeah, he meets Big uh, Jackson in the uh, in the hotel room. Yeah. In the lobby, right? It was well, based- no, he saw him on the bus the first trying to hit him. Right, yeah. right. It's like, yeah, I'm too pretty for you, aren't I, girl? So, essentially, Jackson is a biker Yeah, he's a dude. big Harley Davidson beer-drinking, tattoo-armed biker dude. Basically, you're all-American... All-American guy. Yeah. He has no significant martial arts style. He just barroom brawls. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, and that was the, also the scene where there was the foreshadowing about how you knew that Jean-Claude Van Damme was going to be the best martial artist in the movie. Yeah, with the video game. Because of the video game. Because he was able to play this martial arts video game very well. Yeah. yeah. And it's also a direct tie-in to Street Fighter. Yeah, That's it true. is. Um, so... I, I feel like uh, also in the scene from the from the um, back to the flashback scene where Master Tanaka is uh, training him. There's also that scene where he um, completes his training by there is the the stretch like on the rack with the oh, trees. Right. But then there's also the part where um, he's sitting there just trying to focus on meditating, and Master Tanaka just has a big stick and, and he's just, just beating <laughs> with bamboo sticks, yeah, just yeah. repeatedly hitting him. And I noticed that. Every movie, even the beginning um, uh, montage when they first introduce the um, Kumite, they start they show all the different fighters from all the different areas of the world, and I thought like the majority of them showed them breaking through like planks of wood, yeah. or um, the Bricks. main villain was uh, kicking the blocks of ice in half. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, and then all right, I guess we'll get to it when we get to the Kumite, but um, um, the bricks, but. Yeah, well, no, that's this part, isn't it? Yeah, it's, so it's... Uh, so he meets Big Jackson, and then they play the video game, and he's like, oh, I beat you, I'm going to be the best. And then, what's his face? Their surrogate guy takes them to the... Vince? Is that his Vince. Name? I'm fairly certain his name was Vince, but he, he had this crazy Asian mullet. And the like, awesome aviator sunglasses. Giant and The Asian. Hong Kong handler. Yeah. yeah. And um, he takes them through the creepy underground tunnel passage that into took, the... like, seven minutes, and it's like, this isn't even creepy at all, it's just like an abandoned... <laughs> Our back alley. <laughs> dark alley. Into the main Kumite arena. Yeah. No, I don't even think it was dark. I think it was a bright some alley. Of, no, no, some of it was dark. Okay. Because <laughs> the guy was saying that the handler was saying that 
you know, Hong Kong's like this parent. Actually, you know, they mentioned them. Um, I, I never remember the act, but when the British gave Hong Kong back to China, right? But they have like separate governments, which of course is at the moment kind of a what it was tension yeah. between China and Hong Kong. But anyway, they mentioned they briefly mentioned them, which is like the only historical fact within the whole thing. But the handler <laughs> was saying that like if you're on the streets, Hong Kong's like. Uh, tourist paradise, yeah. but in the back alley, it's well, once it's, you, it's like being in China. Uh, what was it? Once you cross into the shadows, yeah, or once you leave the, the sun, sun, yeah, something like that. At least his exact advice was watch your nuts. Yeah, watch your nuts. <laughs> yes, that's true. He did, yeah, verbatim. Watch your nuts. <laughs> once you leave the sunlight, watch your nuts. Watch yes. your nuts. <laughs> There's a lot of wisdom in this movie. There is. Uh, so you were saying that there was so after they leave, uh, uh, they make it to the arena and then they do the brick smashing test. Oh yeah, he, he, they're it's like the universal measurement of all oh. martial arts is well, smashing yeah. bricks. Well, they go in and they're like the the heads of the tournament where we're asking for their their invitations, and Jean-Claude Van Damme gives his and it's like oh, yeah, you don't they, look like a Tanaka and yeah, he's like you trained me and then so no one else had to prove anything. But then he had to prove that he represented the Tanaka clan by doing some, what was it, like the death touch or something like that? Yeah, the death yeah, touch. Just, yeah, there was a stack of it. bricks and he had to hit the top one and shatter the bottom brick without, without breaking any of the other ones. Which yeah. he did, which was impressive. Yeah. And Jackson was like, the, he was like the most depressed person it's on like, the planet. Holy shit, dude, that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, so yeah, and then, and then I think they start to show, um, they walk in and there's all of the... Yeah, they just kind of showcase all the combatants. All the fighters on the front, yeah, or on the back. the montage of all the people fighting. Right, yeah. That's where Bloodsport lives up to the name. Yeah, the first... I think they sh- they show the first couple fights, like, the whole fight, and then uh, they showed the one guy who gets punched in the mouth and he spits out the blood, and then Jackson le- leans over to Frank and he goes... And that's why Play they call it Bloodsport, blood kid. <laughs> except up until that point, no one's called it Bloodsport, except for <laughs> yeah. that's the title of the yeah, movie. Yeah, they never... No one, so, yeah... <laughs> yeah. There's also well, who was it? The, Jackson was just like really on, like he was just really angry at one of the guys who wasn't even like a character, like never shows up. He's just like, "I'm coming for you" or something like that. Oh, no, it was a really champion. No, no, but yeah. before that, he was like, or he didn't say anything, but he was like, he was like the guy sitting behind him and kind of the right, like pushed him or something. And, like, oh, it's just, just him being excited because yeah, but, but he was just kind of like I don't know, he was just being an asshole, I guess. But I thought it was kind of funny. He's like, "I never met you, but I fucking hate you." Chong Li. Chong Li. Yeah, he was the reigning the champ. reigning champ. And crazy faced. Played by Bolo Young. I recognized him from um, the Bruce Lee movie Enter the Dragon because he smashes a guy's head in that movie as yeah. well as this one. Yeah. Chong Li's think... just kind of an overall dick. You know, like breaks a guy's leg. He doesn't have to, yeah. and like he would already won. He breaks the guy's leg. He like kills the guy. Kills yeah, a couple and he, guys. he's kind of like uh, like an overgrown child because yeah, he, get, get he like basically throws a uh, temper tantrum anytime anyone cheers anyone else. Yeah, and, and whenever he, he wins a match, like, he has like, "Why are you cheering me?" Yeah, he, he has like this little childlike glee face, like, gleeful face. And he's like waving Dancing. his arms, like telling him to like chant his name more. It's like ah, he's yeah. just like yeah, and kind of a giant man child who breaks people's necks. Um, so we also can't leave out. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, who is in the movie, along yeah. with, um, I forget the other guy's some name. Guy. Some other, but they're the, guy. Norman Burton, I think, was the representative of Uncle Sam trying to capture Jean-Claude Van Damme and bring him back to the States so he doesn't get himself hurt. Yeah, so those two trying to find him, and then there was also the reporter, um, which was... Wh- which he saves from the Saudi uh, rape squad yeah. By, yeah. By, by snatching a coin out of their hand, which... When switching it with a different coin. Yeah. Which gave him the control of the woman. Yeah, the rights <laughs> So to she, her. you know, promptly falls in love with him because, of course... Because he didn't snatch uh, coins. 
Mm-hmm. Quick. And then they uh, have a little side romance thing going on. That adds on. nothing to the story whatsoever, just like most of the things. And <laughs> they could have left out all of the U.S. Army and all of the love story they, thing. They just had to have something for the female audience to relate yeah. to, so they just threw her in there, I guess. Yeah, so then, so basically, she's just like a reporter trying to get in on the Kumite to see if uh, what it's all about so she can write a story on Which, it. Do we need to explain that it's like an underground fight thing that happens every few years? Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, every five years, it's supposed to be some secret underground underground but everyone seems to know yeah, about it like, everyone's asking about it everybody knows like, so where's, where's the kumite this year you know <laughs> basically it's mortal combat is what it is yeah. um but so yeah she's she's trying to get the uh, story on it and then they start the fights and um so uh and she disguises herself as a hooker or something we don't, she don't say that but it's what it's movie's it's not like, for grit particularly progressive yeah. when it comes to female or very explanatory very, for very what is going on characters. at any given point they don't really justify any of the things that happen and yeah. just, I just want to say I did appreciate Forrest Whitaker's Prince of Bel-Air haircut <laughs> <laughs> it was very nice I also like the scene with him trying to um, use oh, chopsticks <laughs> which was very impressive he's just basically stabbing stuff one in each hand and rapidly smashing them into the bowl, trying to get some food onto them. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then I think, right, so I think uh, the movie, the, the way that it went was the intro, and then we got to the Kumite, there were uh, those few fights, and then it kind of went off on, like, this side tangent of no fights for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. we had mentioned that um, for a fighting movie, there's very little fighting going on. Yeah. And um, then it finally it's, it's came like back. It's like 10% fighting... 45% flashbacks, and yeah. then just rest is filler. Yeah. 20% just two people staring at each other in the eye and not blinking for long yeah, periods. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then uh, there was that scene where right right after they get back, there's that one fight, and then Jackson actually fights uh, Chong Lee. And then that's the scene where... Stumped, basically. Yeah. He, he got um, too cocky, man. He, he got one good hit on him, and then he went down, and he thought he was dead, and he won. And you know, he, he, he says... I did it! I won! I killed him! Or <laughs> he's dead or something. Yeah, like while just in the corner, like, like rubbing his wound, but <laughs> yeah, clearly like, not being dead at all. Very clearly moving As around. Alex said, I killed him! See how he was? He's moving! I killed him! <laughs> um, but then, uh, I think right before that fight scene, we were commenting on how, for the movie being called Bloodsport, the mat only had like two or three, three drops of blood. blood. Yeah, like if you had a bloody nose well, onto I guess a mat. And this the end of the movie it was pretty filled Ooh, with a little more right blood. but the part where there's a sudden shift where it goes from like just a normal like I guess you could call it just like a UFC fight like it's not super bloody anything right. like that to the part where Chong Lee breaks the dude's leg and they yeah. show you the bone it's like oh my god yeah yeah that was very graphic right away it's like they got like two thirds of the way through the movie and like oh crap we forgot the blood part <laughs> yeah. of this so, so they decided to amp it up for the finale we, we need to we need to cool it on the 80s like uh, power chords and like montage scenes. Yeah, what was that new wave music they were playing while Forrest Whit- Whitaker was chasing? Oh yeah, so Jean the Jean agents Van are like Dan. chasing Jean Claude Van Damme, but it's like it's not a very serious thing, and you know he's just playing Dukes, with them. Yeah, Dukes is being an asshole and like stopping, like taunting them, and like <laughs> with like so it just turned into like a like almost like a Benny Hill kind of thing. And, like, <laughs> exactly, it's like it's like run, they're like running through traffic, and he like jumps over a van, and he's like, <laughs> you can't catch me. And like, he constantly waits for them to catch up, and they like run across some boats, and the guys, the they agents fall, fall in the into them. Yeah, they like, fall in the water, and they oh, all the yeah. people are laughing at him. <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa, 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 and like ha ha, the agents fell in the water. Which um, again adds nothing to the movie whatsoever. They just left that out because eventually the agents basically just give up and come to watch him fight <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, tournament. Yeah. 
And then he, then, yeah. Well, no, because, because right after that, uh, right after the fight scene, or right after that whole chase scene is a fight scene between Chong Lee and uh, Jackson. Yeah. And that's when, um, as we said, uh, Jackson loses the fight, and then Chung Lee basically... Get, and he gets hospitalized. He's yeah. not dead, but he gets hospitalized. We think he's dead, because at first, it looks like yeah. he killed him. Yeah, and, and, and Dukes is like, oh, God, no, and it's like... So, basically, it's curb-stomped <laughs> into the mat, right, mm-hmm. uh, by uh, Chong Lee. And so, Chong Lee runs up to him and is, like, shaking him violently, which is what <laughs> you should always do if you think someone's seriously injured, especially with a neck injury. Serious It's just trauma. make sure you move their head as much well, as possible. We gotta rattle the head back onto yeah. the spine. Yeah. Well, so. let's not forget that also at that scene, uh, as a result of losing the fight, Jackson loses his oh, Harley-Davidson bandana. Which is the yeah. source of all his power. <laughs> yes. yeah. Which Chong, Chong Lee then, like, taunts... John Dan, Claude Van Damme with holding it in the air like, oh, yeah, you can't get it. it. Which is funny because he's not really that tall of a guy anyway. But I feel, I feel like that scene would have been better if they would have taken the old man from the um, auto insurance commercial where he's trying to give the lady her refund money and he has oh, it on a fishing line and he's going, who's got it? Who's got it? <laughs> That's basically what it was. Um, so now is this the part where John Claude Van Damme decides to ride the bus and have hallucinations? Yes. Yeah, this is where he leaves and he goes, no, 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 no. This oh, is a, so right after this, they go to the hospital. And that's where they find out that Jackson's not dead. He's just yeah. knocked out. And, and the chick's like, I don't want you to die. And then the doctor's only sensible and he's like, get out. It's like, <laughs> yeah. if you're going to argue, get out. <laughs> yeah. Please get out of, the, out of the room if you're going to yell at each other. So then, yeah, he rides the bus to contemplate how he's going to beat him. and Well... My favorite line in the movie, or my favorite exchange, was where she was going, I don't want to watch you get hurt, to which Sean Claude Van Damme replies, well, then don't watch. <laughs> so, well, he's a, he's a philosopher at heart, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was the bus scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which involved him sitting on the bus, uh, wistfully looking out the window into the bay, and hallucinating Chan Lee's insane face Please. onto random pedestrians and people on the bus. The old Asian man. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then there's that training scene, and apparently I was wrong because you remember at the beginning I you said that I thought this was a movie where he kicked the bamboo tree in half because I thought it was uh, Bloodsport, but apparently yeah. I was wrong. Something else, some other. Genre. But there is a training scene. There is a secondary training scene where he is on his balcony. Uh, He's like on a rooftop, like doing on a the splits. skyscraper. He's split always doing splits. the splits. That's his yeah. main training is doing the splits I mean, and meditating. I guess if I could do the splits, I'd probably do it a lot just to show off. Yeah. Plus, he's really ripped. I feel like that was like one of the throwback scenes, like too. It was. Um, just showing off like how buff he was, like in yeah. um, Arnold and uh, Conan the uh, Barbarian. Yeah. With the whole beach scene where he's got the sword and he's just posing with it. I figure it was just that. But then they come back, they come back, and it is the... Uh, the final rounds of the tournament. Not yet, remember? First it's Oh, the, he has to get through all the different cops trying to stop him from entering the tournament. Yeah, oh, yeah so there's like this crazy old little like Hong Kong man like in the alleyway, and so Jean-Claude Van Damme's going through it to get to the, the tournament, and he's just like... Against the wall, like laughing, like a little crazy. He's like, ah, 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 and John Connor just gives him a kind of weird look. What the fuck is wrong with you? And then he gets ambushed by some cops, which he provides him absolutely no like difficulty whatsoever. Yeah. He, just, <laughs> well, he hits one of them right in the. He beats the shit out of one. Like hits him right in the throat. I was like, I like that guy's dead probably. And then, it's really harsh. And he gets up to the so the the two agents and the like the chief of police or whatever of Hong Kong are like standing in front of the the temple or whatever where they're fighting, and. uh they pull out these ancient tasers. Yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're like the car cell phones of tasers. Yeah, yeah. When, they first, they look like. when they first pulled pulled those out, it took us a good like twenty seconds to even realize what they were because we had no we idea. Maybe they, like, they, they shot <laughs> like nets or yeah, something. Well, I, the, 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 the only I, clue was 
don't it was like don't let uh, don't make me uh, shoot with fifty thousand bullets. Yeah. Like that. It's like oh, it's a taser. Like, yeah, before he said that, I legitimately thought it was like a giant net gun that was going <laughs> to shoot a net and engulf him so he couldn't run away. Uh, but so he pulled the force worker pulls out his taser and he goes to shoot him, and two police officers are running up from the site. And, he pulls uh, up a dude, trash can. Yeah, lit, trash can lid, and it bounces off and tasers the two <laughs> cops, and then they just kind of give up. Yeah, they're like, well, okay, I guess you can fight in the tournament. So they just, like, go in with him and watch the tournament. Yeah. And then, then the, the chicks there, whose name I don't know. I don't even know if they I don't, know, I don't know if they even mention her name at any I don't, point. I, don't, I, don't know. I think they do. I just don't remember. Anyway, but, like, Only she's going, as... she's, like, adamant that she doesn't fight Chong Lee because she doesn't want to get hurt, but then is, like, super happy about him fight because it's like the preliminary round so yeah he like when, fights that's when guys. yeah that's that's when he fights the uh the it looks like a mexican dude who's oh doing yeah Paco. Like, oh he always like stone i think he's doing the brazilian jiu-jitsu or something. is that what he's doing i don't he know looks, i don't know but he's, he's looks stone the entire yeah, time yeah. Like, he's probably on cocaine the whole time and he keeps oh. twitching too he yeah, keeps exactly. doing the whole twitch yeah thing. so but the the chick is super excited about him john Claude van damme hitting hurting people like yeah. way more excited and after someone oh, who's like, no, you, violence is wrong, I don't get it. And, and the fact that she, everyone just watched him assault four police officers and, <laughs> and then just like, well, that's nah, it. just... Well, isn't there... Okay, like, that's that. Am I confusing this scene with the Jackson fight or is it the Jean-Claude Van Damme fight? Doesn't doesn't Chong Lee beat somebody and then he points at the guy and goes, you're next? Is, is yeah, it Jean-Claude Van Damme? No, this is... Um, oh, Jackson does that. He, he Well, he calls oh, out Chong Lee earlier. Yeah, because no, Chong Lee does it too, and no, then yeah. the board comes up. It's like, how did you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so no, this is um, right after he beats the cops, and then they're in the final rounds. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> beats his guy, the Paco guy. He beats him, and then Chung Lee beats his guy, and he actually kills him. Right, right. And then everyone's all cheering, and he points well, to well, Jean Claude no, no. Van Damme and like, "You're next." That's yeah, right. and then the the judges or the heads that they like all turn their back on Chong Lee, and he's like, "Fuck it, what I don't care." That's yeah, right. But yeah, but he's like, "You're next," and then the, the little scoreboard thing comes up, and it's like Dukes versus Chong Lee, and we're like. How do you know? <laughs> um, Which of course they're the only two combatants left. Yeah, yeah but then it's then it's then it's then the, gets into the climax round. of the movie, yeah. which is the half pipe battle royale. Oh, yeah. 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 The stage like is the, turned into like this weird. The the, the combat mat is like three separate sections, like in line, and then and they're all kind of up on like risers kind of thing. So yeah. they're they're raised, and then for this fight, for some reason, like the middle risers have been like. Taken mm-hmm. out, so it's just kind of the, the middle. Yeah, it's like a floor. It's like and a then, half pipe. Yeah, and then the other two would kind of go up at an angle, and like, why the hell would they don't they don't give any explanation? <laughs> and or just, mention and it has no effect whatsoever. Well, um, that's what I don't know if you guys had noticed that, but back in the original um, uh, training scene, that was the one that was the type of mat that Tanaka had trained Frank um, Dukes on. He was like, it was that rise mat. Yeah, right. and I only really remembered that because there was that scene where when he first started training, uh, Tanaka just kept staring at him and he kept falling Falling, over. And then I noticed that the mat was uh, lifted. So, but I mean, but it doesn't. Why would it? I don't think it would make a difference in a fight. I don't. No, it wouldn't. But it's just like why? Like why is the center now on the ground? I wonder if it just broke during production and then (laughs) they'd be like, "Well, we can't fix it. We don't have any money, (laughs) so we just left it." (laughs) It'll be fine. No one will notice. Um, <laughs> this movie does make sense anyway. No, <laughs> but yeah. So, so, so that fight scene. Uh, the fight scene. It's your classic eighties. It's pretty climatic, decent. Uh, climatic uh, fight scene. Uh, Dukes, I think, uh, originally gets the upper hand on. He kicks Charlie, yeah, yeah, Charlie like in the face like twelve times. Yeah, he's yeah. starting to beat him, and then he has this secret tablet. In oh his right, belt. right. Wait, before we can get into that part, we should go back when the when the fight was getting ready to happen. 
Chong Lee's corner man walks up to him and puts some tablet into his pants. Yeah. It into looks his, like a like a tums or something. But like into his crotch, he like pulls his like he pulls his pants up and just like drops it in there, like closes his pants back. Yeah, and we're like, what on earth? It's like some super energy. <laughs> I tablet. thought it was a steroid. Like I thought it was gonna like dissolve. Like why he's like on his dick. Or maybe like or maybe like poison. He's gonna shove it in his mouth and poison him and kill him. Or well, something. I mean, you know, like you like you you get active, your balls sweat. So I was figuring. <laughs> Like, it was like it was like, like baby powder because like, <laughs> the ball stuff could be the thing that that distracts you from your fight and well, yeah. lose. Well, yeah, when your your testicle sticks to your legs, when yeah, you're fighting, it's hard to kick. You have to like stop and rearrange your your junk. <laughs> so, it can be annoying. So anyway, so yeah, Dukes Dukes gets him down on the ground. And then uh, he throws like crushes the thing and throws it into Dukes' eye, blinding him. Which <laughs> luckily for Dukes, he did all that training blindfolded yeah. with the tea pouring, blinding yeah, and all, all that, that blind torture training. Despite the fact that every time they show things from John Claude Van Damme's perspective, it's just like it's like wearing like someone who kind of needs glasses for reading, not having <laughs> yeah. their glasses on. Yeah, it was just a little bit blurry. It's, it's just like, on the edges too. Yeah. You can clearly see like Anything. who you're probably supposed to be fighting, but he reacts by. Oh, falling oh, on the ground and screaming and waving his arms around like three times. Doesn't, yeah. he, doesn't he scream like three like, or four yes. times? He's like always going. Ah! Yeah. yeah, that's where that that class that like the get that, file. Yeah, the animated. Just, like, I don't. I don't think that we mentioned this, but I think we should go back to his original training with uh, Tanaka. When he started to get to the end of his training, he was able to fight blindfolded, which is right. important for this part of the story. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But he's able to fight blindfolded, and he it, it culminates in him being able to pour tea for Tanaka yeah, and his wife. Yeah, tea blinded. And himself while blindfolded. So this but then he tries on. to pull a quick one on him after he pours the tea, and he stops it. Yeah, Tanaka goes to karate chop him in the throat. To <laughs> while he's blindfolded. <laughs> blindfolded. Right which, after he pulls which, right after When he you pours think about it, Tanaka was a giant asshole. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he was beating up this guy who was blindfolded most of the time, and then quarter horsed him, and then beat him with sticks while he was trying to meditate. I think it was kind of like his, like, Private revenge for Hiroshima, like <laughs> some white guy into coming and training for him, and just get some Belgian the crap out of him Belgian, yeah. every day and pretend like he's training him. Yes, and in this part we must put bees on you. Yeah, and then he goes in the corner like, <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, so there's a, there's that scene, and then uh, the the chalk or whatever it is gets into his eyes, he can't see, but then he fights, but he's he's blindfolded and uh, the ref gets in the way like four times. I want to make I want to mention that. Uh, Chong Lee throws the ref into uh, yeah, Dukes like two him. or three times. Yeah. Like, just I, I mean, the first thing that happens in the fight, I think he's pretty much, he like takes the ref and like throws him into which Chong So, of course, John Kovodan has to like flip or jump over the ref, yeah. which and, of course and, is and natural. And then, of course, yeah, then this thing's like, so John Kovodan's uh, blinded and he's like holding on to the ref because he, you know, he's he's trying to listen and he doesn't want to punch the ref and so if he knows where he is he won't punch him but but the ref doesn't go anywhere and we're just like get out the fuck out of the way yeah. and he goes and we go, why is he on the mat in the first place because he doesn't need to be that there. close the mat's not that big well, it's only like 8 by 10 well there's and, also no rules in this fight yeah. but, so. but then of course it's like well oh, he needs to be close I guess to watch it but he missed the guy throwing chalk into John Clem Van Damme's the eyes the ref and, was pretty like useless yeah, yeah. yeah. the only thing he did was start and end the fight he's like yeah. okay go like, All right, but it's over. My whole point from this, from him, him, him even being in the ring is you're allowed to kill the other person in these matches. <laughs> Why do you have a ref? At yeah. one point, Jean-Claude Van Damme does, does the splits and punches a dude in the balls. So there's obviously no, no hit zones. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know why there's a ref to begin with. Yeah. Just there so, for like call ceremonial yeah. purposes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to I mention now before we get to the final thing. Um, I don't know what it is. It's like 
but there's like basically you can call uncle. So the way you lose a match is if yeah. you die, get knocked off of the ring, or call uncle basically, which right. is some some Chinese word or something like that, which sounds like it's like Sane or something like that. Yeah. I want to point that out because that's going to come up earlier. It's, also, tapping. it's tapping out. We also need to point out that this fight was serious from the beginning because when Chong Lee took off his robe, he was oh, wearing yeah. Jackson's Harley Davidson bandana on, on his, his knee. knee. Yeah. Oh, which pissed Jean-Claude Van Damme the hell off. Just For egging him on. Even though like, like, they, they, were, yeah. like, they had like this buddy-buddy thing, Jackson and Jean-Claude, but yeah. they'd only known each other for like a day. Yeah, it was, it was a true bromance, though. Yeah. When you meet your true bro, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. And they were bros um, to, to the core. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so they're in the fight. Uh, Jean-Claude's blinded. He's getting his ass beat for a little while and then kind of just somehow himself. He remembers his training. He's and, like, oh, yeah. And then, yeah. and then ends up doing like a million windmill kicks <laughs> and not hitting Chong Lee as he's just backing up. I thought it was like one kick shown like multiple times and I realized that it was supposed to be like independent kicks as he's bleeding more each time. Yeah, he just, so he just does the same kick like ten times Yeah, in a so row. he ends up kicking Chong Lee in the face like a hundred times in a row. Um, and then he's like on the – so he like – Chung yeah, he's like kind of on, down and out almost, right? He gets him on the ground and then he makes him submit. Yeah, he like starts twisting his neck and yeah, so he, he go. We, he was saying, "Say it, say it," <laughs> but he was saying, he... And so you know, saying the you know uncle basically. But we thought he was just going sand. Yeah. So, so we thought yeah. we were like he was asking for sand to rub into Chung Lee's eyes <laughs> as revenge. <laughs> this guy blinded me. Someone give me some sand so I can rub Honestly, it in his eyes. To be completely honest, if that movie had ended with him just rubbing sand <laughs> in Chung Lee's eyes. Because well, he was twisting his neck, like it looked like he was gonna break Chung Lee's neck for a second. Yeah. So I thought he was gonna kill him just out of like yeah. spite and like, be an asshole. But there's like say it, but yeah, say it. John Clavin and can't really pronounce yeah. most yeah. things very well. But yeah, so if he just rubbed sand in the guy's eyes, it would be like in um, Firefly when the duel scene. Yeah, and he's the guy. He has got the mercy. Yeah, he's like mercy is the mark of a great man, and he stabs him. He's like, I guess I'm a, I'm a good man, and he stabs him. I'm like, well, I'm okay, like that yeah, kind of thing. So good. it's like I'm not gonna kill you, but here's sand in your eye. Um, <laughs> Justified. So yeah. yeah, that's the whole recap of the whole movie. Well, uh, oh, no, no. Then he goes back to see Jackson and like yeah. brings oh, him yeah. back. His, yeah. And then they'd have like no. Is this is the single most romantic moment of right. the movie? No, it is. It, yeah. It's more than the romance between the reporter and John Claude Van Damme. Jackson and John Claude Van Damme's character Dukes, they are face to face, inches from each other's face, and Jack and and John Claude Van Damme's telling him how he defeated Chun Li, and Jackson says, anytime. Anywhere you need me, I'll be there. <laughs> and then they kiss each other on the cheek. And it just, it, it, it was, really touched me. Yeah, it was very sweet. The, the romance between those two it had a lot more depth than between him and the reporter. Yeah, I kind of bought it more. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just call her the reporter. The reporter. The, the only female lead in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then he gets on the plane to go back to the U.S. And then the... The agents are waiting. It's like, oh, well, he's not coming, is he? And he's already on the plane. So it's like this yeah. cheesy ha ha. Yeah. And then they jump in the air. Yeah, exactly. And then the reporter shows up, and she apparently has a, a ticket for that plane. Also, no, she just like kind of oh, waves him off. Yeah, like, oh, that's she, was, oh, I didn't really she was staying in Hong Kong, just mm. waving. Oh, okay. I might have made that up in my own head then, because I just kind of like phased. I assumed that she was coming along, but instead she. Well, I assumed everything else was that cheesy, so I assumed she was. The thing is, you see, Ryan is a huge romantic, so really, what he wanted was for her to have to get married. Yeah, I think, and I was waiting for Jackson to show up in a limo and a tuxedo. So, so the soundtrack, which we all loved. <laughs> um, yes. was, was easily the best part of the movie. Oh yeah, it uh, 
So the uh, the soundtrack score was actually composed by Paul Herzog, who also composed another John Claude Van Damme movie, it was a, which was Kickboxer, which that's the movie that I was talking about, uh, where man. he kicks the tree in, in but half. But it was a lot of original songs, right? Yeah, there was, too. Yeah, like there's a uh, Kumite song, which I, mean, I can't Kumite. imagine is an actual Kumite. song that existed before this movie came out. So, um, But yeah, kick, Kickboxer was one that I had originally wanted us to watch, but I, I got him confused, so... E- I would apologize easy for Easy mistake. Yeah, easy mistake. Kickboxer, Bloodsport, pretty close. It's the same plot, I imagine. So how, how would you guys rate this movie? On a scale from 1 to 10 in terms of just overall cinematic achievement? Okay, so, you- so not necessarily as a, an art of storytelling, but as a, a, a cinematic experience. Well, let's say, let's rate it in two ways. Let's say on a scale from 1 to 10 in terms of like where would you rate it versus like Gone with the Wind, and then how would you rate it? In so terms entertainment of, versus art. And then how would you rate it as the movie Bloodsport? Did it meet your expectations? Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So let's so let's go around the first uh, with with the first one. So, so as, like, as, as 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 like a form of art and yeah. as a story as a story and things like that. So it's a, as a film, like how right, would you rate okay. it as a film? I'll uh, start with you. Well, as a film, it was just you know kickboxing and Bloodsport and I don't know. It's more of what you would expect it to be, from the title. So let's say, like, like if you had to rate it, like one, like one through five stars, what would you? As get? a film, it was probably more of a four. Four. Maybe, a maybe four, four, four stars. stars? Four maybe stars? Maybe three. Okay, <laughs> three. <laughs> right. But I mean, you get what you you expect from the title, blood sports. So if you're looking for just a cheesy '80s action martial arts kickboxing movie, actually, it definitely delivers on that. Let's let's not rate it with stars. Let's let's rate it with helicopter style jumping spinning heel kicks. So if you nice. had to rate it, okay, so one through five spinning heel kicks, how many would you give it? Five, definitely. Five spinning heel kicks. All right. Uh, All right. Ryan. All right. As a film. As an art form, I give it best a one. It's full of, like, the plots don't need to be there, and so it's like, don't even... If they had not even bothered, it would have been honest. So I always find it when they try to put stories and, like, romances in, it's like, it's dishonest because they're trying to appeal to things that they don't have. So one star. But in what a helicopter-style spinning heel kicks, definitely a five. Because it <laughs> delivers on... As, as I said, it's called Bloodsport, and if you go into it expecting it to be Bloodsport and nothing more... Then yes, it's five helicopter style spinning heel kicks. All right. I think I'll give it a little bit more credit in terms of art form and film because of the bromance that I I felt was genuine. I felt like these two men had come together for a, a, a common purpose, and they really they, yeah they didn't even know each other. They didn't know each other, later. and they became the best of friends. And so I'm gonna give it three out of it's five. Three out of five for film cinematic achievement, and I'll give it four spinning heel kicks because. I wanted more blood in my sport. It was a lot of sport, but not quite enough blood. Can I? I want to go back to the, as like the art thing. I also as in the cinematography. Oh my god, cinematography is really bad. There's a lot of very ponderous scenes, like the scene where they're going. So it's just a lot of like unnecessarily long scenes where you know where he's going through the alley. Like that didn't need to yeah. be that long. And yeah. So it's a lot of just nothing happening. So I think, and then the cuts and things like that, and the angles weren't really that good. I didn't think as you know, I didn't think that the actual. Filming of it was very good. It didn't deliver. So as for I, I'm going to be harsh on this film because I, as much as I love cheesy '80s films, because you guys know that Conan the Barbarian is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. I love Predator. I love everything like that. Um, as art, I don't, I think, I don't think this counts as art. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's a movie, sure. Somebody had a camera and they filmed something. Yeah. Um, Technically, it was filmed on film, it's, so it's a movie. It's very 80s. Um, it's very simple. Yes. But which I think it lives up to no, the name. No plot twists. It's in not. Any way, I mean, it's not the Karate Kid. Let's yeah. let's let's be real here. It's like not literally everything you expect to happen. Yeah, it's pretty. It's definitely. pretty transparent. And you know exactly what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. There's not a single moment of. So it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't blow your mind in terms of you know how the story progresses. Right. So as far as art goes, I I, I mean I <laughs> I can't even rate it as that. So for but for this uh, helicopter style jump spinning heel kicks. Um, I'm actually going to give it three out of five. Three out of five because I think that when you compare it with other movies of this caliber, I think other ones hold up better and they um, they offer more more punch, so to say. Uh, more blood sport. They don't more hold back. Uh, maybe I mean you're right. You know, like Mortal Kombat, it would it would be sort of the same vein of movies, but you don't. Well, but that at least you know, like it's ridiculous and yeah, it embraces its ridiculousness. Yeah, they don't. This try. movie kind of tries to. Tries to play it off as super serious. Well, and they try to play it off as a true story, which is yeah. is really hard to buy. Yeah. Well, hold on. Based this is the thing. This movie is probably on par with Mortal Kombat, if not a little bit worse. And Mortal- I would say Mortal Kombat's definitely a better movie than this. Yeah. <laughs> and that one was made in 95, so I mean, yeah. there's not so that this much. Was, was this like a genre around this time? I mean, I was in... Yeah, I yeah, was, yeah, totally. Like the, 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 the fight to the death... Kung Fu movies. Yeah. The martial arts scene was really big in the late 80s, like with Mortal Kombat, the Ninja Turtles, all these... Um, well, those were all... Steven Seagal movies and Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Weren't those all... all um, like Surf Ninjas? 90s one of my yeah, well, it's like late 80s, early 90s was the big scene for this. But yeah, um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that, and there's the movies that I love, like, um, I mean, there's like the whole action, I mean, the, I, th- I think the action genre pretty much peaked probably in the 80s, like... Late 80s, like early 90s, I, mm-hmm. I would say. Because, I, I mean, that's when you get, like, Predator, you get yeah. Commando, you get... Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of history behind it, too. Like, the big um, martial arts wave coming into America. Right. Like, America didn't know about it, and then something brought it over. Well, I wonder if, it, yeah, like, kind of like the Bruce Lee kind yeah, of Yeah, probably, like, over, Bruce then, Lee brought it over, and then... And then, they, and then, they took, then Hollywood got a hold of it more. Well, yeah, and, and there's different waves, and, you know, Jackie Chan was the big thing for a while. Yeah. And now it's kind of the Thai films with Mbak and... Uh, yeah. The Raid, Redemption, and those kind of movies coming out from these uh, these new kind of new styles that we haven't seen before, kind of trying to mix things up a little bit. So I think, you know, that a genre comes up and it gets played out, and then, yeah. you, you know, people lose interest, and then it's something well, else. Yeah, I mean, this one is clearly in the heyday, because, I mean, you've got, in the same year you have, um, as, as Bloodsport, you have um, Crocodile Dundee 2, which comes out, which is... <laughs> Obviously, a classic kung fu movie. Classic <laughs> kung fu movie. But now you have um, Rambo three came out. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> it is the heyday. I mean, there's a lot. Movies. There's a lot of action movies. Like, I mean, okay, all right. So all of the actors that made uh, action movies in '88 was Steven Seagal, Gary Busey made one, John Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris made one, um, Clint Eastwood did one. He did uh, the Deadpool. Uh, Bruce Willis did uh, Die Hard. So this, so the same year you have Bloodsport, you have Die Hard. So that's probably why. Can you imagine if you were going to the movies and your <laughs> options were Die Hard or Bloodsport, and you chose Bloodsport? How disappointed <laughs> would you be? Oh yeah. So um, yeah, I think overall it was it was a pretty entertaining. This film. is like okay movie if you're gonna like just be hanging with some friends and drinking some beers, and you're not really looking to get deep into some thought. Just like let's, I don't want to watch some guys get punched in the face and. Some scary looking guy with childlike Leona's face. Or if you just somebody. really enjoy looking at 
uh, shirtless men with really toned abs and lots of muscles. And oil. Yeah. And oil. Yes. Plenty of oil. So yeah, so that's it for um, our test run podcast. Of Cage the Nicholas Cage experiment. Cage the Nicholas Cage experiment. So um, that's the only thing that could have made this better. I think this is how should we, Cage was in it. How should we? How should we end these? Like, do you guys think we should should sign off with like a with like a catchphrase? I don't know if we should have like something that we say before like before it all ends. Well, I'm playing the music, so. Like to survive.